good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to the Stephanie Ditto Unapologetic Podcast. I don't know when this will soon upload, but I do know this. Um, I just did an episode of NYG New Era regarding uh, updates, you know, the latest free agency signed J.C. Houseman, I think that's his name, and draft report, breaking down prospects, reports, and all that. As soon as Spotify give it the go-ahead and publish it, maybe they try and get clearance for, for those song license samples I use. I don't know, something like that. Or maybe they celebrate Good Friday. I don't, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, <sighs> I got to say this. I just had this story. I'm going to do another episode about uh, regarding hip-hop. Is it just me, or, or am I the only one that feels, or is there a couple of you that feel that way? But lately, I hate to say it, should I title this too young, too old to be relevant, but not old enough to retire yet? Something like that. Is it just me, or do some of y'all relate to what I'm about to say? I'm 51 years old, soon I'll be 52. I feel I'm no longer relevant anymore. I know that's a terrible thing to say. And that's a sad, it's not a sad thing to say. It may be a sad way, but what I mean by that is, I feel like um, that um, a lot of things that are happening, you know, culture change, verbiage, attitude, uh, I don't feel that I'm fitting in society anymore. Or that I don't matter, you know, you know, I'm not part of the LGBTQ, I'm not a millennial Gen Y, I'm not a baby boomer, I'm not a Generation X person that ride the trend of hip-hop and all that shit, or, or so-called blackness, or the newfound ones, the ones that jumping on the Donald Trump bandwagon, shit like that. I feel like I don't, I don't even know where I fit in. I made podcast about being a black social outcast. Then a third. And um I kinda feel that way. It's one thing that sometimes I feel people don't take me serious enough. But the stuff I say damn well come true. Uh, I don't think they care. And believe me when I say I care less about what people think about me. But yeah, society has changed. I mean, between the social media and the technology and the changing of people's attitude, this post-pandemic, during the pandemic, post-pandemic, and this era of this high... The high inflation of the economy is, is bothering everybody. But I feel 
I feel like a zombie. Why do I exist? Is what I'm trying to say. I did a podcast long time ago about feeling empty inside. I can't say feeling empty is more like a zombie. Like I'm in a zombie stage. I feel irrelevant that I don't matter. I'm a woman, a middle-aged woman. I have no children. Society doesn't value me. I'm a middle-aged black woman. And and forget the fact that I'm middle-aged, but as a black woman, people try to label you as angry, and you're not. And, and society think they folks to walk all over you and shit over you. And I refuse to do that. I refuse to, believe, to be what people think I should be. And that's why I have flashes. But right now, I'm feeling like I, I, I'm feeling irrelevant. Like I, I don't matter. I thought I had a purpose in life. I can't go through life just getting up, going to work on my day job, and that's it. I gotta have a purpose in life. Because if I was Do you feel the same? I'm trying to think of something else to say. Oh, one other thing to add to. It's a reason why I have not been podcasting every day. I mean, I'm grateful for this format. It gives me a second chance. I have redirected the old episodes of the old show. Um... Sometimes I just don't feel like it. I don't know if it's the pressure of the economy or what it is. In the second chapter, I'm going to talk about financial depression. And why many of us are suffering from it. We may not be 
flat, flat broke, where you have no money, and things like that. But yeah, I want to talk. Um, I'm going to two chapters and put it in one episode. I don't feel like, sometimes I don't feel, I feel like doing nothing. Or it's getting hard for me to do something. That's what I mean, feeling like a zombie on that's feeling of emptiness inside. And you need I need I need a spark. Sometimes it's hard for me to work out. I have mentally convinced myself in order to have the energy to go for a walk or exercise. It had to be a stress walk, not an exercise walk. It's easier for me to sit around the house or on the job and not exercise, just lay It's easier for me to sleep all day, but I don't get a chance to sleep all day. Do you feel like you're being drained? You know, by bills or anything like that. Anyway, I'm going to cut this one short and then I'm going to record another episode. So this one will be titled, Feeling Evolvent. Or like a zombie. This is part two of the conversation. In this episode, I'm going to talk about financial depression and frustration right now. That's going on right now with high inflation. Wages may increase, but inflation is high to increase. Grocery store prices are up. Gas is up. Utility costs are up. Everything is up. Even your goddamn insurance for your car, your home, your tax, they're going up too. How the fuck are you to keep head above water? And I'm a single person. It's like, wherever your income is, I can imagine what family's going through with, with eggs being, on average, $8. In some markets, they 12 Some markets, they $7. $6. On average, I say $8. <sighs> you could be making a certain amount of income. But it seemed like you're making $30,000 less. Example. They say you're doing well today. If you make over seventy dollars minus $30,000 with this inflationary cost and cost of it. And all that shit. It seemed more like forty. dollars You make hundred dollars it seemed more like seventy. <laughs> You're not doing well. I mean, you try to look up multiple ways to side hustle and make money, and, and nothing's really coming in. It's like more is going out. You got repairs to make, 
whether on your home or your health on your own body you might go to the dentist or need surgery and you got to have insurance insurance doesn't cover everything or you may be paying for a car that's over its um Mileage warranty, or and you still paying, you know, shit like that. How are you to keep head above? Are you a small business person and you can't make your pay or, or make the basic needs, pay your utility costs, things like that? Financial depression is the leading cause of suicide. In this country, to the average American, everybody that, that that's not rich, we know bad relationship. <sighs> it drains you, being draining in debt and not having enough money to be operational needs, or eating into your budget. You have in the first you have the budget. Eating into your emergency savings account, your savings account, and your account. You live in paycheck, pay the paycheck, not enough to cover your costs. You can't even enjoy. I have not gone to a restaurant in the last two years. I had no desire for it. I have no desire to watch much television. I barely got desire to park. Right now, we could all use a trip, whether a road trip or an airplane trip. But can you really do that if you need repairs somewhere else or your credit cards are perhaps maxed up? Or perhaps. <laughs> right now. Paying more for everything and getting and getting less and less. Bill collectors don't care. They don't understand. They don't. They just want their money. Or they gonna cut your service or something like that. I will say this: when the economy was doing better, I was able to put some money aside. Yeah, I can't. Shit. Nobody really can. <sighs> as far as my retirement plan at, at work, and of course I got outside. I got outside retirement, like IRAs and shit. I can't cash them because I'm not Without a penalty, I can't dip into my retirement account unless um, I'm buying it. I, unless it's a penalty, I can't dip into them to pay off my credit card debt. Which why is nigga law for that? I can't dip into it to pay off the remaining balance of the car payment. Why is there a law for that? You got all these other bills passing through Congress legislation. You can borrow money from your retirement accounts or accounts if you start a business or buy a house. 
But other than that, no. I think medical expenses, yeah. Depending on what the medical expense is. Any other thing, you're going to pay a penalty. On your own damn money. It's not fair. Well, I was smart enough years ago to uh, invest in a 418 as opposed to a 43B. A 418 is a a GRIP account. It's a guaranteed return. It protects you against volatile um, times like this. It guarantees your rate of return on your money. No matter how bad the market doing. That grip return was seven point percent. It it has dropped to five point something percent, but it, it's stabilizing during this terrible economy. I know a lot of people had lost a lot of money during the pandemic. And just harsh economy. I feel real. If you got kids and you don't qualify for public assistance, you real school. High income earner. What what is a high income earner? I thought that was four hundred thousand a year. Okay, middle income earners. Say people making I don't even know sixty five thousand qualify as middle income. I guess it is. Uh, 70 to 120 is hurting the most. It's hurting the most right now. If you ain't got a side hustle or small investment, even a side hustle, you have to have expenses and shit like that. Because, you. I'm gonna buy the house. You can only deduct so much on property taxes and shit like that. Get back on mortgage interest deduction. If your house paid on, you don't get no mortgage interest deduction points and shit. You don't get to claim that if it's paid on. You do get to claim the property tax and shit like that. And if you run a business out your house, you do get to claim that. But imagine you just renting an apartment. You don't have a piece of real estate. The real estate market horrible now. Everything is gone up. Nobody buying. Yeah, you got a few people that sold. But then where you gonna go? Are they renting apartments or are they moving in with other people to save money and shit like that? I know a lot of that shit happening too. I'm gonna be real. If I thought I could sell my house, And move into a, a RV, a mobile home RV. For less, I would do that. You don't need no home. That would be your home address, of course. Get a P- I can rent a P.O. box in the post. Have my mail sent. I've done it plenty of times. Um. I would. If it had, a, 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 if it was big enough with a nice room, uh, a full shower. Uh, I do. I really have to have a bathroom. 
Or, okay, maybe it, it have a bag and a shower and a stone and a nice bed to sleep in. And heat in the AC. But I want for cheap with what my yeah I get it for. You just hook the trailer onto the RV onto the back of your that's what probably why a lot of people have pickup trucks. They might be living in things like that shit. A trailer is also good. An RV trailer also good if you want to drive across country and see the, uh, the country. But yeah, this financial stress and depression leads to all kinds. Not only that, bad for your health. It leads to like a heart pain, sickness, perhaps could lead to drinking a lot. Or you overeating, or you might wind up with a heart attack, a stroke, uh, hair loss, anything like that. Things of that nature. And I know a lot of people are suffering. They keep saying, the only thing you can do is hold on to hope. And keep praying to God, and it's going to be Things gotta get better. Things can only get better. Whoa, 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 whoa. And you know, I might think, matter of what, you have these idiots. Whether it's the alt right. Don't get me wrong, some things I agree with the alt right on. And the ultra liberal, Joe Biden ass is not going to be president in the next four years. In 2024, we got to deal with. Unless another, I pray to God that another person come up and challenge Donald Trump. Other than that, we gonna be dealing with Donald Trump in 2024 because the liberal Democrat no fuck job. They they so out of reality. And the sad thing about it. Donald Trump will have the United States where he wants. Anyway, that's all I got to say about this. Yeah, this financial depression and frustration and stress is is murdering people. We uh, 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 I'll talk about it on another episode separately. This is another podcast. This is about <clears throat> politics.
my generation and where I fit in and where I don't belong. I'm just gonna let it out. You know why I can't stand about my generation, particularly the blacks in my generation, the so-called Gen Xers. Um, I don't know what Donald Trump hold is on my generation, aka the so-called hip-hop generation, which I'm tired of that label because what the fuck do we call the white mofos? When they talk about hip-hop generation, they include, they just talk about the blacks and the Latin or, or the colored people. The, the blacks and the other minorities. Let's be honest. They need to stop that shit. But most of the Trump supporters, I know that some of them are, are boomers like him in his age group. But my generation is full of shit. Back in the 90s, when I was coming, see, I was raised differently. We all listened to rap music. Some of that shit got out of hand. Some of them gangster rap lyrics got out of hand. I was more into the R&B and the pop crossover and the dance. We used to have house music in the 90s with artists like C.C. Peniston and... and, and, and uh, robbing that CNC music factory. A reason why some of that music went out uh, uh, what's that woman? That Crystal Waters. Shit like that. The reason why some of that house music went because they were cute of lip sync. And some of them did have lip syncing and then shit. But that's the music that started the uh, the 90s off. And of course, it, it, it also rose a lot of the LGBTQ people. These mothers still exist. They ain't going away. But in the 90s, if you talk a certain way, proper English, of course, you didn't embrace everything about the hip-hop culture. You, it didn't say, like, yo, dog, this, yo, yo, yo. It's like it, getting to the joint and, 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 and talking ebonics or hip-hop language or acting like Snoop Dogg and smoking weed and or acting like Lil' Cameron and, 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 and Roxy Brown or Queen Latifah and all that. Yeah, I mean, you wasn't acting that way. But even her, she went to live and sing on Star doing TV and shit. But you wasn't acting crass and ghetto or what was considered damn with the hood. And especially me, as a young black woman who graduated... Okay, I didn't go to college right after high school. I waited a couple of years. Who went to a business financial college. Who studied financial... Financial education, including uh, percentages and markup signs and, and uh, investments and shit like that. And I was my first full-time job, even though it was in administrative department, working at an insurance agency, a small business financial insurance. It was a white insurance agency right out here in um, Virginia, Arlington, Virginia.
or what they call the Crystal City. It still was all temperature. And it was a few black women that worked in it. it one black male, but he was a he was a, a member of the LGBT. Back then, we just called him gay or homosexual. Now they got letters for them LGBTQ community. Well, anyway, and some of the black women were older. A few couple of young black women my age and all that. But we, for the most part, accepted one girl they hired. She just she was just straight out of it, and they fired her immediately. When you were in white people, see, times have changed. White people knew they had control over uh, the country. All throughout the 90s, all I heard was that Hispanics were going to outnumber black. And they were fine with that. They're going to become the new majority of the minorities. Now that the Democrats and a lot of these immigrants, and especially in California where the Hispanic population is at its highest peak, uh, uh, the folks of the white race. But everything went by the way, even though we, have a, we did have an emerging black culture, like a different world. At the cost, we got canceled. Or went off the edge. We still had a different world in living single. Martin, Family Matters, Family Matters was like a, a ABC version of the Cosby Show. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. We were moving into that more urban, so so hip hopperish era. You know things like that. But the characters like Whitley Gilbert and, and, and Hillary Banks, they were considered up to snobbish and bougie. Cause they were rich. They didn't represent the the, the ones the characters like um uh, uh, um Jada Pinkett's character on Different World more represented the girl from the hood. But even her character wanted to better herself. That's why that episode with Tupac and that and her friend, the girl that played her friend, they were hood rats. But um she was telling them she was she went off to college to better herself. And that's what a lot of um, young black people of my generation did. We grew up watching Cosby Show, and then Different World came on 1987. It it had a, a, a it didn't have a profile. It had some influence on us. Gangster rap music didn't merge until well, you know, you had N.W.A. After Police and, and all this, but you had your political rap like stuff, Public Enemy, K.R.S.One. You had your danceable raps, rap music. Rap was on its way up. And some of the female rappers was talking about feminist issues or being respected at black women. And they didn't have this hoochie-coochie image. They were wearing clothes. The Queen Latifah had like an Afrocentric suits and all that. Moni Love was wearing regular. You know, it didn't get hoochie-coochie fine until Lil' Kim and Foxy Brown emerged on the scene. They feel, and of course, the music videos of the black gangster rappers, you know, and the rappers like the groups like Two Live Crew, where the black women were showing it. And I feel the music industry, quite frankly, I feel the music industry owe black women reparation, period, for the degrading imagery that they put on black women. 
during that decade and the misogyny and stuff. Which, quite frankly, some of those songs had good grooves, so they probably would have sold more records if they would have respected, put out more respectable lyrics for black women, because black women buy a lot of records. And it's a fact. At one point, uh, black women were, were buying more records. Uh, once, once black people income and educational levels got... Black women, on the whole, buy more music than white females, believe it or not. And we do. Considering we're not as high as the population that they are. And, uh, it's just, uh, white people have more money to go to concerts because of their income, but, but like, records and things like that. Because we are emotional people. We need, whenever we need things to uplift us. If it ain't music, if it ain't soul food, if it ain't liquor or sex or whatever. 